What's up, everybody? Welcome. We're here again, Jack of No Trades, on a lovely evening night. Tay, what's up, dude? Not much, man. We're doing this one in person. It's it's a little exciting. It's been a little while. I know. You guys shouldn't notice the difference because the quality is always the same, but we're having a face-to-face. I'm looking him in the eyes right now. That's right. How's your week going? Uh, it's been all right. I got sick a few days ago, and I uh, rolled my ankle playing some hoops last night, so kind of a shitty week. That's a rough life, dude. I'm sorry your health is so poor. I know. I'm like Mr. Glass from Unbreakable. My goodness. Well, hopefully you can make it through this podcast. We don't lose your voice halfway through the through the evening. Oh, I'll try. And if I sniffle really bad, I might just disappear. So be ready for that. Well, you know what? I'm going to take that risk. And we got Tyler, the one and only off-the-rails contributor. What's up, man? Hey, how's it going? Glad to have you back. Good to be back. We're ready to get weird. Let's get weird. Are we going to get weird today? I don't know. I, I really don't know where today's conversation is going to take us, considering the topic. It's very it's very uh, uh, broad. Yeah. Could go in any direction. I would direction. say. Yeah. Uh, Which, if, if you're going to leave me up to my own devices, you're not going to get more specific than <laughs> what I gave you today. That's fine. Yeah. I, we have really loose parameters for you. Good. If we put you in too much of a box, I think you just kind of... You know, get to. I the, just won't do it. You'll break out or you'll just quit. Uh, yeah, like, I'll just I'll stop. So uh, I'm good. We got no, we got no objective. Good. There's nothing to do. Good. Um, but we are gonna go off the rails, so it can go anywhere. Yeah. I just think with today's climate is that if I had to define myself at the beginning of the year, I was really like kind of sensitive to everything going on. I was all, oh, there's a lot of complaining going on. People are really agitated, and I was agitated. And now that we're coming towards April, I'm getting a little desensitized to everything. I'm I'm at a point where I'm just starting to tune shit out. Okay. I'm not paying attention as closely anymore. I'm just I'm trying to get to Zen, as we we like to say. I'm trying to Zen. You got to Zen out because it's getting a little too chaotic for me. Certain people. Yeah. That's where I'm at. Yeah. How are you feeling? Um. I would say uh, probably um, Taylor say something when I think of words. Okay. Um, so how are you feeling? About everything? Yeah, where are you at? I'm real confused, man. Oh, you're in a state of confusion. I'm confused. Yes, I'm discompobulated. Discompopulated? <laughs> discombobulated. Why is that? I don't know. Ups, down, downs, up. It's a crazy world we live in right now. What do we say? Got it. Did you get raped We're again? Good. No. What happened, dude? <laughs> See, you're welcome. Go back. <laughs> okay. Taylor brings out the best in Tyler. Uh, jaded. You're jaded. That's the word I'm looking for. Oh. I'm feeling a little bit jaded. I'm feeling a little bit annoyed. My 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 distaste and my annoyance has been spread fairly evenly. Okay. Although still very thick. There's a thick layer, but evenly. Um, across the board. Okay. And this is in all aspects of your life? Or is this more like a political side of you? or where? Well, I feel like the way <laughs> that you phrase that was political. I was feeling a little political, yeah, but yeah, also yeah. just like people in general. Like how my feeling towards like the public that I interact with. But it's probably political, right? It's getting a little, it's a little political. I don't trust people personally. <laughs> I used to think people were inherently good. For those of you, I mean, I've, and those of you being everyone that isn't Ben 
and myself and Taylor because there's, there's no video with this. Taylor's wearing a tinfoil hat that is shaped. It's in, it's in the Captain Crunch style. It's a little crinkly every time he moves, but we edit it yeah, out. It's, yep. Yeah, it's, yep. it's going down. I, I don't. I don't know. Like, I think people are pieces of shit for the most part. But I feel like you thought that before. I did. I've known you a while. No, like, I try to have faith in humanity, but I can't. I think anyone who's listened to this podcast would disagree. (laughs) You have a lot of hours of evidence against you at this point. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I guess that's. I guess that's true. (laughs) You can't pull that side. You can pull a lot of different cards if you feel like it, but not the. (laughs) You thought people were cool, and now you think they're shit. You've always thought they're shit. I guess that's true. Okay, you caught me. Fine, you caught me in a lie. I will. Uh, I'll have to restate my opinion then. No, I never thought people were good. I do think people are pieces of shit, and I think we're seeing that by what's happening in our country. Ooh, remember we're trying to stay. We're trying to stay neutral here, but off the rails, anything can happen. So if you yeah, know, if your political beliefs come out tonight, Tay, well, I won't judge you. I've weird. I've actually been learning about uh uh Buddhism recently. Oh my gosh. Why? This is the most hipster bullshit, dude. Because I have a friend, I was talking to him about karma and he's like karma's bullshit. And I was like, "No, you're bullshit." And so then I started researching Buddhism so I could That's a weird thing to say after talking about <laughs> karma. No. That's such a weird conversation to have. We're talking about karma. You're bullshit. <laughs> Well, I believe because of the, uh, because of karma, someone will call you bullshit later. Maybe. It will probably be me. <laughs> but Taylor doesn't believe karma's bullshit. The friend thinks it's bullshit. I think it's bullshit. You think karma's bullshit? Yeah, 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 yeah. There's not. I, I think. I think that enough bad things and unfortunate <laughs> things and awkward things and good things happen to us that you could probably draw some connections if you really wanted to, but there's no cosmic force that is making sure that everything balances out. There may not be a causal relationship between these events, Mm -hmm. right? Well, there's two parts of it, right? So there's the actual things you do, and it's also the intent behind the things you do. So, like, just because a bad thing happens to you doesn't mean that karma still can't exist. And What? (laughs) So let's, let's define karma. And I'm going to define karma. You tell me if I'm wrong. Yeah. Okay? Yeah, this will help. Okay. I'm, I consider karma. We haven't introduced the topic. <laughs> what? There's no topic. It's off the rails, dude. Okay. We can get – I mean, we have something. Maybe we shouldn't say it and then people can tell us what the topic was. There you go. Um, I, I define karma as you doing something. Let's say it's good. Okay? You do something good and maybe in that moment – Nothing good happens to you. But because you did good, it's going to happen to you later in your life. So let's say you plant a tree and somebody walks by and says, you're an idiot for planting that tree. And you're like, oh, but I did something good. I know I did something good. And then later in your mailbox, somebody left you $20 bills and says, you know what? You're a good guy. And I just felt like leaving you $20. And you're like, you know why? It's because I planted that tree that day. Yep. That's karma. Yeah, that is karma. It also works, and I think most people refer to it more in the bad way, where karma is where you do something bad, and then something bad happens to that person later. So you cut somebody off in traffic, and it's like, oh, that asshole. And then later, maybe two days, maybe two weeks later, that guy gets cut off and crashes into a ditch and dies. And you're like, damn right. That's karma. 
Yeah, well, I mean, that's, I think I would define it as just all things, all all accounts will be settled. Right. Yeah. Everything will be equalized. So this is all the, will be balanced. This is the Wikipedia definition okay. of karma. It says, it's the spiritual principle of cause and effect where intent and actions of an individual influence the future of that individual. Uh, good intent and good deed contribute to good karma and future happiness, while bad intent and bad deed contribute to bad karma and future suffering. Okay. But I think, like, people aren't always – they don't always receive the retribution that they should deserve. Right. It is, it's – Right? Influences, right? And I, I think if it doesn't even out today, at some point, it will even out is the is the concept. And And I don't – Disagree. Can I can I tell a quick story? I'd love it. Just because Please, you you, you mentioned planting not? a tree, do it. <laughs> Bring it on. My mom one time, um, when I was a little bit younger, um, not younger enough to warrant this kind of behavior, but um, she was getting rid of like this plastic tree that we had in our living room forever. Okay. She's like, I just I one of those fake gone. ones in the yeah, corner. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. And so my brother and I decided to plant it in a park. <laughs> we just we just drove to a park. It's great. We dug a hole in the ground and we planted it. And it was there for about a week before someone realized, like, oh, this isn't supposed to be here. And then they, they finally Did you match it in with the landscaping or was it just like no, in the middle of the like, field? It was just right in the middle. <laughs> right in the middle. It made no sense, which is probably why it was found. I, I think if we had planned it better, it pr- could probably still be there today, uh-huh. years later. Um I would I would agree with that definition, but I don't think that there's some kind of like cosmic force that is making sure that things are paid out. The yin and yang of the universe. There's there's no like divine intervention in this. It's just like, yeah, you know, like we're we're probably for the most part the people that we surround ourselves with that could have effects on us are gonna be living somewhat similar lives. Right, we're all like. Well, in in really with like, with Buddhism, it's it's more like, the way we interact with the universe, affects how the universe is gonna interact with us, right? So like, everything's kind of connected. So like, if you treat people and things around you nice, then that in turn. I'll come back to you. Is kind of the the principle. It's just weird hearing it from you. Because you think people are shit, okay? <laughs> and you're very much the type that's like, I hate everything. People suck. I don't want to be around them, right? Correct. I would figure you'd be more of a nihilist, and that's actually kind of where I think I'm headed. I'm kind of like... You're, eh. You want to blow it up. Well, yeah, and I'm kind of like, who cares? At this point, like, does it really matter? You're protesting. Does it really matter? You have a stand. You really feel strongly about something. Does it really matter? And that's where I'm feeling like I got to zen out and just find some like – I'm starting to feel like my actions aren't affecting anything. We're all on this treadmill and there's no way off. I'm chained. Well, I'm stuck. Well, dude, I uh, – me and Ben have been watching Rick and Morty recently. Great show if you haven't Great seen it. Great show. Have you seen it, Tyler? No. You would love it. He lives in a cave, dude. No, what no I, electricity. Yes, it's Adult Swim. You man. would actually enjoy this a lot. It, okay. It's, it's pretty it's pretty right. great humor. Too Smart. many cooks. Tyler showed us that. That was a that was a great find. What was that? Me? You were there. I, I don't was know if there. That was I don't your... know if I. 
Yeah, I think that was a team effort. I think I mentioned something yeah. that put us into a weird – like we watched something that put us into kind of a weird place. Shrek is love. That was, was that you. <laughs> Which was me. That was you. Great video. Great video. <laughs> you had That's the quote true. ever, the best quote ever, after. Which, and 100% true. I stand by it. <laughs> if you haven't seen Shrek is love, Shrek is life, we watched that YouTube video. Tyler's reaction was – well, actually, I said first. How does anyone come up with that? Tyler's like, you know what? If I sat there long enough, let my mind just go, I could get there. I feel like I could. I feel like if I just if I just started to to meticulously unclip my inhibitions and just kind of float off, I think I could get there. That was the prequel to Off the Rails. That was you setting up Off the Rails right there. I was letting you know. You let me know that this could happen. We could just go. It doesn't. Yep. We don't have to have a destination. Yep. Oh, anyway, <laughs> sorry. Anyway, back to Rick and Morty. All right, just. You are going to get back to telling us why this is, like, what your interest in Buddhism and all that is, right? Yeah. Like, like where the inception of this? Yeah. Okay. okay. Go ahead. Rick and Morty. So back to, back to we're just on the treadmill is what Ben was talking yeah. about. So in Rick and Morty is the part where Rick has to fix his spaceship. So he ends up – he created a mini planet inside his, like – ship battery it looks like a car battery so and he convinced them that he's their god and they create electricity to power his spaceship by essentially stepping on like a treadmill device but mm. then somebody the whole world devoted somebody to that. in that planet figured out the same technology so he created a battery in a mini planet of for a civilization to power his world so then so just imagine so goes, these Layers over so. and over and over. So then that dude freaks out when he realizes that he's a mini planet. Then the guy below kills himself when he finds out he's in a, a battery-sized world. So I'm like powering another battery-sized world. So I'm like, are we in a battery-sized world right now? Powering we're somebody's just, spaceship. We're just so small, you know. I, I some like, asshole ship. Like, is that us living in a big city? Sometimes when I just kind of step out of whatever, like, I'm listening to or watching or just observe people, I'm like, I just look at some guy. And I'm like, you have a whole life and you have a whole network of people around you that have their own experiences just like I do that are just as important as me. And that goes on a billion times over everywhere. It blows my mind. And then to think that we're just a little speck in the middle of black is just it's just deep. Well. That's interesting coming from you because actually the inception of this really of the off the rails thing was a conversation that we had after watching Godfather 2. <laughs> and in that conversation, you expressed the idea <laughs> that actually nobody else is having experiences except for you. <laughs> and that once you That's leave the room, <laughs> we all disappear. <laughs> That's another thought I have, depending on the day. Yeah. And that's very different thoughts. This is the day that I'm thinking about people all having real lives and I'm actually don't exist. Yeah. You know, like, uh, what am I in this whole scheme of things? I I think they're both valid thoughts. Yeah. Or or do you disagree? No. Yeah, no. Could be. So, I don't know. But the real question is why Taylor wants to be a Buddhist. Yes. What is this? I'm... I never said I wanted to be a Buddhist. So why were you studying Buddhism? What was the... I just was... I'm you like, just got on a kick? Yeah. I you just, just thought about it one day and you're I was like, like, oh, Buddhism. I'm going to learn about Buddhism. Well, I'd, I'd always kind of like like tinkered, like kind of like tiptoed around it. Because I was like, there's a lot of Buddhist people out there. I wonder what they believe. 
So then I started like looking into it, and it and it came from the the karma the karma excuse me the karma <laughs> argument too. So I was like, let's see what these Buddhists believe, and I kind of I kind of like the foundation of their religion because Buddha isn't a god. I think that's a misconception. I think some people, like white people, think that people that he's a decoration that Buddhists worship Buddha. And it's not that's not how it is. It's a state of mind. Well, a Buddha's it? it's like a wise teacher, right? Okay. It's someone who's like found enlightenment. And a Buddha doesn't like sell their teachings or like believe that you have to like worship them or they give their teachings freely to anyone. Mm-hmm. So it's like just teachings of the universe and wisdom. So like they pay respect to Buddha but they don't worship him. Okay. And so so did you learn something from your journey into yeah. Buddhism? I th- I think we're more connected than we think we are mm. as organisms. It's kind of interesting. Which makes you believe in karma. Yes. Okay. Wow. Tyler is very confused right now. I'm not confused. <laughs> you gave me a weird look. I think Tyler's I did g- I gave you a weird look, but I, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he thinks yeah. I'm some granola hippie bitch with my Birkenstocks. Going to go to Leon. So you Berkeley. got me, the nihilist. I'm nothing in nothingness. You have Taylor that believes that every action, every little grasshopper he steps on, he just... Which, these are drastically different... Very different. ...than, than when we last were together for you guys. <laughs> you yeah. were different people the last time that we talked. <laughs> This is just thing I've been thinking about. Doesn't mean I, I think I'm the same guy. Yeah, I, I'm not all in on. You the, have a mustache now. I do. I yeah. saved it for you, actually. Thank you. Because you you burned me real good. And I'm sorry about that. No, it was funny. I laughed. I don't like getting balls rolling though. Yeah, you got a big ball rolling. I did. Yeah, and I got a lot. That was not my intent. I got a lot of hate. I like to just get <laughs> get get my little comment in. I appreciate it. And man. then and then be done with it and have that be it. Yeah, I don't I don't want to build like. Like a a shtick. You were part of one group that destroyed me with that, and I had at least six or seven other groups of people that I know in different places that all made fun of me. Yeah, well, that's, that's okay. Cyberbullying's yeah. a real issue. I'm fine with it. And I'm cool. I have to stand up for what's right, and cyberbullying's not okay in any shape or form. So. Taylor's a liar, and I don't believe him. And I condone <laughs> cyberbullying, and I appreciated all of the cyberbullying I received. Doesn't Good. your Twitter handle say that I'm here to cyberbully? And complain. That's my disclaimer. So, so Ty, are you in the middle between us, or are you in your own your own world right now? I'm probably somewhere in the middle. I think I think right now I'm I'm at a place where I'm I've kind of I've kind of let go of a lot of things that I had previously held on to. And I'm just kind of floating and observing. I see. I'm I'm like that. Yeah, that's where I'm at. Well, that, I'm. That's not to say that I have any like nihilist. You know, like <laughs> I'm considering some of those things. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But other than that, it's like, like I'm trying to be aware of of other angles mm-hmm. of things. You know, like yeah. I'm trying to understand. Because I think, <clears throat> and I've thought of this recently, that like we have these life experiences and these viewpoints, 
and every word that we speak or thought that we have or experience that we have either brings us standing closer to the big picture or stepping further away from the big picture. And the further away that we get from the big picture, the further we stand back, the more that the things that were in the periphery become visible and you can understand them. And the closer that we get to our original stance, the place that we were planted, the closer that we move to this thing, the harder it is to see what is going on around it. Wow. So I'm, what I'm trying to do now is to just make sure that what I'm doing and what I'm saying and the information that I'm taking in is not information that would push me closer to the image, but that pulls me back from the image so that I can see it as a whole. Okay. And I think that it's, it's got a lot of angles to it. I think it's probably impossible to look at the whole thing at once. But, you know, if you can move around it and try to, you know, just be open to things, um, it becomes a lot less uh, easy to dismiss people who have a different point of view. And I think that a lot of the time it's, it, it is, it's like, well, where were you planted yeah. on this thing? You know, where were you stuck? And you don't have a choice where you're stuck. You don't have a choice where you're planted. Nope. Regionally, with your family, with your faith or lack of faith. all of it, right? Everything. I think about that all the time. Like, like I was born into a religion, and I'm like, pretty sure I wouldn't be this religion if I wasn't born into it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that goes for a lot of people in, all, in lots of religions. Yeah, it's not, it's, it's not uncommon. I guess it's nature versus nurture is the That's an interesting topic. It's yeah. the question. So so Ty, how far out or how much of the image do you think you see percentage wise? Oh, probably very small percentage. Low percentage. And very what's low. the image? I don't know. Is she uh, naked? I, is she <laughs> naked? <laughs> I think I it, this better not just be some big tease cuz you're trying real hard to see the image better and I'm just well, this is I'm just there's kidding. not an image here. <laughs> it's figurative, bro. Sorry. Yeah, it's uh it's I I kind of think of it like as a globe which depending on your school of thought. You just triggered me. Depending on your school of thought. I want to I feel like me. if anyone here is going to stand up for the flat earthers at you. <laughs> you just triggered it. <laughs> We've been triggered. Oh my gosh. Is it you? How can we know it's not Flat. Oh my gosh! Okay. I, All right. I, I'm actually just kidding. Right. I, I 100% right. believe this the is, Earth is round. This is my question. With that, there's a certain amount of whys you should be able to tack on to an idea, right? Like sure. You and I don't know what that number is, but you should be able to ask why x amount of times without someone just going, well, because. And you can't even ask that once. Like <laughs> why? It would be just as interesting. To see pictures of a frisbee flying yeah. in space than it would a ball. Ugh. Why? <laughs> Why? Why would they like what's Why would the it be what's fabricated? <laughs> they're getting nothing from it. <laughs> they had to go up and make this giant like, okay, guys, this thing's gotta look like a sphere. All right. I don't know. I don't know. Like, it doesn't 
I guess if you want to get real deep, and it's just like anyone in a conspiracy theory can go there, but they're just like, well, you can't prove that. You can't prove that. Like it's it's that easy. Just like, well, you can't prove it. All right. Well, let's it. like like let's well, go with the moon landing real quick. Okay. Well, why would you fake the moon landing? Well, you know there was some there's some stuff going on with political Russia propaganda, propaganda. the Russians. Right. Okay. All, all right. That. So you can ask why. All right. Well, the Earth is actually flat. They've been lying to you about it being round. Why would they lie about that? I, I, I there's know. not an answer. There's zero advantage, and you can even see the curvature of the Earth. But there's like there's not an answer. There's yeah, no there's, answer to the why. I don't. It's have not a good like answer. money, you know. Um, because everything's a lie, and the higher power is the Matrix, and they're just trying. To, I don't know. I don't have a good yeah. reason. People are paranoid. That's the problem. But why? But we can't believe anything now, and that's where we're at in today's society. Are we society. in a post fact society? Because in. You can thank the president or thanks whoever, but the whole fake news thing has turned everything upside down. So everything that's reported, everything that's said is now being challenged of validity, right? Which is is fine. It's fair until you, we start saying things like the yeah, earth I mean, is it's flat. Just that, yeah. And then they're going, well, you guys just aren't woke. You're not aware of what I know. <laughs> you can't prove to me the earth is curved. And you can't. You have a lot of reasons and a lot of things you can tell them to say, look. I just don't see like what the what the upside is of being on a I ball agree. rather I than agree. A, a plate. Well, logically, as far as I can tell, it, it all lines up pretty pretty clear, right? The sun goes up, the sun goes down. But it's not the sun moving, it's us moving. Right. Right? Right. Well, I'm like, okay, I can buy that, but I don't feel like I'm moving right now. I can't I don't I can't prove that. And if it and if we are moving how is a flat surface? Is it, is it twisting? When is the like? It doesn't. I don't. I can't prove it. Yeah, I, I can't. Know. I don't know. Seeing some disc just like circles. Funny. Just a funny image. I don't know. So all right. <clears throat> I yeah. The point that I'm making is like when I've got you way off track. Here. When I when I think <laughs> of this, this imagery in my head of either moving closer or further away from this thing um i do think of it like a globe because i think it's just got an endless amount of angles that you can approach it for at sure and see it at and you can see you know and and there's different prisms that you can look at it through and different it's just you can't see all the angles you can't see the whole thing and i think maybe the most important thing is just realizing that you don't have the answers. You don't have all the angles. You don't know what's going to happen to everyone with every issue. Right. And and maybe it would be nice for there to be a touch more sensitivity just to that fact and a little bit of acknowledgement that we don't have it figured out. I agree. I agree with what, what you just said. To be devil's advocate here, how do you reconcile with people that feel that if you are to move away from, say, the way you once thought or the way you once believed, you're a hypocrite or you don't have a backbone or you don't have a solid foundation to base your beliefs on. I would, I don't, I would just say that I don't, I don't have to reconcile to anyone, anyone other than myself. Because isn't that kind of the conflict, though? Maybe. Because, because people feel like, well... This might make sense, but I can't even go there. 
because that would mean I'd have to turn my back. That's how they feel on something else that they've been a part of in the past. Like you said, where you're planted. Right. Right. Kids that right. are born in Republican families grow up and they go, well, I'm moving away from that. And now I'm a Democrat. And I think like that or whatever scenario. Right. And that is like an identity crisis for them. I don't know if it's just the way that I'm wired, or it's well, I just think it is the way you're wired because people have a hard I'm time doing what you're doing. Because I would like I would just say I don't, and and I've said this f- under other circumstances, not this specific circumstance, but under other circumstances where I've said, look, at the end of the night, you're not in my bed with me. So when I have to reconcile <laughs> I'm in my, bed with my day, my machete, it's just me <laughs> and <laughs> my form of protection. <laughs> Um, it's just, it's just me that I have to answer to. And now I'm married. So there is someone else that I have to answer to. That's a whole nother And there's, there's, there's another person that I have to reconcile with and reconcile uh, my decisions with. But the vast majority of people that I come into contact with, I don't have to answer to them. Sure. And I don't have to explain myself to them. I just have to be okay with the person that I am at the end of the night. Yeah. Good thing to live by. Okay. Well, thanks for having me on, guys. This has been a good podcast. <laughs> really learned a lot about you guys. <laughs> this isn't even close to what we were talking, planning on talking it about. It all works together. It kind of is, though. I, I, think, I think it does. I think yeah. it has a, a, a connection. Yeah. Because language is the way that we are able, in a lot of ways, to see these other perspectives that you talked about. Well, and, and you mentioned, uh, you mentioned um, protesting, mm-hmm. which... When I told you guys what, – what I told you guys I wanted to talk about was just communication, mm-hmm. where we're at as a society, how we communicate. That protest is a form of communication. You're letting someone know how you feel. Right. Um, and there are – you know, there's just so many variances. Even Like even with protests, you have people out there that are severely ill-informed, that are – Maybe they're not even out there for the right reasons. There's just there's, there's endless amount of motives in these protests, right? So, but there are people out there who have genuine concerns, and their concerns are valid. And if you were to sit down and talk with them, um, maybe you would even be able to see their point of view. Sometimes, right? Yeah, and it all depends who you're talking to. Yeah. So, Taylor, just to kind of pull away from that angle of it a little bit, what is the most effective way? To communicate with you. If someone wants to communicate with you and really get a message to you, what's the best way for you to receive that? Rape. <laughs> just take it. <laughs> Forcefully give it to me. Interesting. You give him a good raping and then you just leave a note by the bed so that he can You're read it. Never after. safe. So I think it's I think it's like sixty to seventy percent of all communic like communication is nonverbal. I I think that's in a physical face-to-face in a face-to-face situation. conversation, right? So I, I find that by itself interesting, right? That like the words you say have less impact than your facial expressions, your in- like your inflection in your voice, and those types of things. So I personally have a hard time recognizing nonverbal communication, <laughs> which is why I'm not married like the two of you. <laughs> <laughs> and you've been raped, and you're going through a lot of things. Yes. You're having to reconcile a lot of thoughts and feelings yes. still. So so for me, 
direct verbal communication is probably the best way to communicate with me. So if someone says what they mean and means what they say, that's that's my preferred form of communication. So you take the words that come out of someone's mouth completely literally. I tend to. I like obviously if if they're being sarcastic or whatever. Can, you hope you caught on. I hope I caught on. <laughs> I am bad with sarcasm. Okay. So so that's the best way to communicate with you is someone speaking to you then? Yeah. Or I, I prefer I prefer texting to talking on the phone. Okay, so written would be your best way. Yes. So you receiving like a written note or a message. Yes. Okay. What about you, Tyler? I think probably communication. Like or talking rather. <laughs> all of it. I think, yeah, just, just all of it. <laughs> I've been up since four forty five this morning. It is what? It, it's 6 p.m. It is late. I'm just kidding. It's, it's 11. It's, it's 11. 11 p.m. Anyway. Working I think, hard. I think, uh, I think, yeah, I think not just talking, but I think really like digging in and, and kind of going in different directions with it to figure out not only like what the end result is, but like. I'm I'm really interested to know the path you took to get there. Mm. Because a lot of that stuff is just kind of assumed, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Like if I were to go up to someone and say this is what I believe, they would look at me, take some like clues by maybe how I'm dressed or how I look or whatever, and then they'd they would connect those dots without having any kind of instruction. He's a Jeter fan, so is. clearly he's a douchebag. Obviously, <laughs> so clearly so he couldn't this, have a good opinion on right. whether or not I should drink milk. So. Right. So okay. Um. So I you, I you like the context. I like context. I also really like um, analogies. I guess sure. Yeah. Uh, and. One of the analogies that I've thought is of with this would be like, like if I were to have a a board of some kind, like a you know just like a wood plank with a bunch of nails put into it, you know, mm-hmm. and I were to say, okay, this is your starting point, and this is your ending point, and point to two nails on opposite ends of the board, and you would have to like take a string and weave through these nails to get to your end point, like I might just tell you you're wrong because you took the wrong <laughs> path, but these nails mean something and they're important. Like each one is a reason to get you to the next one, to get you to the next one, to get you to the next one. So I like to know like, okay, well what's the path that you took to get to this? Mm-hmm. That's the way that I can empathize. That's the way that I can really understand and internalize whatever it is that you're trying to express. Isn't that fun, though? Because in some cases, you'd be like, wow, that really enlightened me to your perspective. And other times, you might be like, you're an idiot. Yeah. Why yeah. the hell would you do that? Yeah. I I feel like for myself, I'm definitely that type of person. Like, there's some pathways I'm like, yeah, that makes – like, I could totally understand why you would do that. In other ways, I'm like, what? Yeah. How did we get there? Yeah. That's a really great analogy. Solid analogy right there. That Thank helped you. me learn a lot. I'm the same way. I like if you're gonna get a message to me, like that you really want me to hear face to face. I hope we've been together for a few hours so that I've kind of got like how why so like you said like the context and I kind of know where you're coming from. 
because I'm the type of person that just innately understands like a room. If I'm in a room, I can kind of understand where people are at. I love being in meetings, especially meetings that I'm not really actively participating in and just watching people kind of bug each other or build on each other or dig at each other. Like those little minute details that go into events, you know, especially once you build over time. And that's the fun part of getting to know people better is that you're slowly able to figure out what works to get to somebody to listen, what sets someone off, what makes them sad. Yeah. It's really interesting. Yeah. So my favorite form of speech, though, is definitely money. (laughs) Money talks to you? What do you mean? Well, the Supreme Court came out and said that money equals speech. Does that make sense? No. Yeah, could you expound on that? I need more. So like like in a campaign, like a a political campaign, Mm -hmm. like they can – the amount of money they spend uh-huh. equals like the amount of like influencer speech they have, and so like a company can influence. That's their way of like when they donate to a political campaign, that's considered speech. So they're able to infuse so much of a certain message that's related to a dollar amount. Yeah. So really, when you're buying ad campaigns or political, if you're contributing to a political campaign you're saying i'm able to get this much information out to other people Uh uh-huh is that the point yeah Hmm. so do you think it does it the message does it matter what the message is that's being spent money on so if i spend a billion dollars to tell you the world's flat see is that gonna is that gonna work and i think i think historically we've seen that that information really does go to the like the story that's told is really goes to the, the highest bidder. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about it. If you go and looked at a history book from our perspective in the British perspective, I don't think they even talk about the Revolutionary War, like the American Revolution. You know, like we talk about it constantly in school, like growing up. But like, I've heard people in England say it's like a blip on their radar. I go, yeah, there are these rebels that. Kicked us out of the United States. <laughs> but they have a slightly longer history than the United right? States does, it's right? Like, it's, it's like if you got your ass kicked in a boxing match, are you going to tell your posterity about it? Are you going to like tell stories about the time Muhammad Ali kicked your ass? You're probably not. You're gonna be like, yeah, I fought Muhammad Ali once. <laughs> and you're probably not going to talk about it again. So like, we see that the winners are typically the people with the deepest pockets. So the information we get... Is really based on what those people want us to hear. Hmm. What are your thoughts on that, Tyler? I have some thoughts on it. Yeah, go ahead. Just that, <laughs> <laughs> mostly that what is repeated tends to stick, right? So I was thinking about like facts that are that are just repeated by people, right? Like if you're going to talk about something simple, doing something simple, somebody will say two plus two equals four. That's like that's to like to say like oh it's a simple topic or you're learning like you went to school and learned two plus two equals four, and then you hear things like seventy percent women make seventy percent of what men make. That's a fact now. What is it? It's like it's like seventy nine cents to the dollar or something. Like that. Right, but you will hear the seventy cents right to the yeah, dollar yeah, yeah. right everywhere. Yeah, yeah, and that's not that doesn't mean exactly what. 
people are saying it means. Right. Right? But but people say it enough times, it becomes a fact. Because I watch a lot of TV shows, and I've heard that in a, in a good majority of, like, the normal, like, more recent setted TV I watch. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, that's just what it is, and it's a problem, and it's we're reflecting a, a fact of the times when it's not a fact. Right. So how do we know things like the world is flat? If everyone starts telling me and starts telling kids that the world is flat, people are going to start believing the world is flat. If, like you, I really believe if people spend enough money and just constantly were pushing this idea out that you're going to pick up people that are going to just start believing it and going to start saying it and it's going to just become a part of us. I think as people, we, we learn and remember things by repetition. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's why a lot of the things we do are pretty ritual, ritualistic. Yeah. You know? Yeah. School is very ritualistic you go at a regular time they reinforce concepts over and over and over so that you don't forget so which is the way the brain's wired to create familiar paths that it's able to dive into i mean driving is a familiar path for us because we do it so Well, even with our memories we dump the stuff that we may not be as familiar with or don't find as important so if we constantly hear the same thing our brain will forget about what we used to think and will replace it with that new thought Mm-hmm. doesn't it work with you for for so for me it feels like my brain has dumped some of the more repetitious things is that like the opposite of what you were saying so you mean like yeah that'd be the opposite do you mean like like it gets it gets transferred into a more ingrained thing where it's not like a memory it's just like my hands are just working so like for example like you're talking about like driving a car like, yeah. you don't really think about driving a car. Right. So I think when it comes to, like, motor skills and things like that, I think that that uh, that becomes – it's like a muscle memory thing, right? Right. So like, but – so, for example – well, Which is tied to a brain function. Right. It's a, it's a neurological pathway your brain's created to yeah. allow you to do things without mentally thinking about but it. But my, my point's this. So, like, I read a, a study by Stanford – University, um, the about Stanford University, the Stanford University. Not to be confused with confused with uh, Stanford, Stanford, Connecticut. Yeah, which is not as just nice. The, as the city. I actually was gonna say Stanford, Connecticut. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. Um, so they did a study, and it showed that which news channel you watched would influence your your political standing. Right. I thought you said witch noose, like a witch being hung. No. Like in a noose. Sorry, witch (laughs) news. So, like, for example, if you watched Fox News constantly or, like, consistently, Mm -hmm. you would become more conservative Republican as time went on. In NBC, you become more left, left. liberal. So they, they did a study and they showed that there was a positive correlation there. And I think it's due to that repetition, right? So, like, if you only hear one side of the story constantly, it's going to change the way that you view the world and your your political beliefs and ideas. Because you're going to forget it. If you don't have information reinforcing what you thought before, then you're going to forget it over time. Okay. So, do you – so, Ty, you feel like you're dumping some of these things that you've – Well, I'm just thinking, like, motor skills. Like, yeah, you know. 
Like if I'm doing something physically, like if I pick up a basketball and start dribbling, I'm not thinking like, all right, like, where's this going? You know, where's my hand going to go? Cause I've, you know, I've dribbled a basketball enough to know like how it feels. Yeah. My brain is not consciously, you know, yeah, it's just what my hands are doing because they're used to doing it. If I were to throw a baseball, I pick it up. I know how to grip a baseball. I know what to do with my, like, I'm not consciously thinking like, okay, I need to put my shoulder back. I need to bring my elbow up. I need to, you know, sweep my leg forward, bring my arm out. You know, I'm not thinking about that kind of stuff. So, so that makes sense, but I would peg you as the type of person with concepts is one that is always challenging the things being told to you. Maybe not openly externally doing it. Yeah. But would you say you're internally, you hear something and you dissect it and you go, Hmm, I think I'm getting there. Oh, you don't think you've done that in the past? I've done it in the past, but not as like consistently as I am now to the point where, like I said, like I want to see kind of where people get, you know, get that information. Like, for example, um, just recently, like, you know, not, I don't know. Not too long ago, um, I heard there was a, a the topic of guns came up, and a person in the room mentioned that that Adolf Hitler quote about disarming a nation, yeah. whatever, to overtake <laughs> them. And I just had the thought where I was like, I wonder what the context was of that, and I wonder if he knows what the context is. So I just looked it up, and it, it's really not maybe quite as applicable to that situation. Mm-hmm has to do more with like an insurgency and you go in and you overtake a country and then you disarm the people from, you know, from there. So he wasn't co- like, directly referring he to wasn't, his own nation. He wasn't talking about like infiltrating through a political yeah. realm and then getting people's guns so that they can't, you know, mm-hmm. it just, it didn't quite fit as nicely. And it's just one of those things where I was like, this is, this is a talking point. And, like, so I think maybe in moments like that, I just kind of step back and think like, like, how far did you trace this back? You know? Probably not at all. Not at all. Yeah. I'm going to guess. I just guy. typed it into Google real quick just to see. <laughs> and it was check. <laughs> just, just real quick. I was like, I'm just going to see where this started. And I, where you know. did this come from? You know, it's crazy. It's, it's not just that guy. It's the, the media itself isn't concerned as much with backing or checking, I was going to say backing checks, checking facts. Back those checks, man. Back them up. Um, checking facts as they used to, because people, well, it's become, people it's, aren't like you anymore. They don't no, think, well, it's, what's it's, the context? It's, it's become, it's become about money and news yeah. has become about money. I mean, our president made baseless claims that president obama was wiretapping his phones and had no evidence to back it up our president just say what you want man (laughs) yeah i yeah i don't think people want to know context a lot of the time i think i think of conversation at this point and um communication at this point 
as being just creating ammo dumps. Sure, you know? definitely. Yes. Like, I think it's it, it's just become about, like, like... I, I, I got an analogy for you, because you like analogies. I do, yeah. So, like, I've heard some religious people argue, right? So they pull out their Bibles, and they just start pulling out scriptures or verses from the Bible. Say, so this supports my belief because this verse right here. But then someone pulls out another verse that contradicts what that person's belief was right there. And they're not looking at the context from the verses that they're reading. They're just pulling out a verse because they're like, it's in this book. This book is the law and thus defends my argument. Does that make sense? Yeah. So like, yeah. No, I, that's right. And But I think people are doing this, you know, exponentially moves ahead like they're anticipating they look at things and they're like okay i know that this person's talking point is going to be this so i am prepared with my rebuttal before you even have that conversation because there's a before you even know that person right you just know that eventually someone who is a liberal or someone who is a conservative is going to come at you with a point and you want to be ready so that you don't sound like an idiot sure and I was, oh my gosh. All right. Let me think. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was a, there's a podcast. Um, it's called, I think it's called the Glenn show and it's Glenn Lowry, who is a, um, he's an economist and okay. he's, he's got a podcast, um, terrible sound quality. You guys haven't beat substantially. Wow. Like, oh, like, jeez, crazy! You got him beat, <laughs> especially in this episode. He actually took a break from recording, so he he had a guest on, and his microphones weren't that much money. Should we email him? I mean, <laughs> yeah, I know. I sound I, I think him? he's speaking directly into the computer okay. mic, <laughs> which is a problem. It happens. Um, but uh, he stopped the interview. He's like, "Hold on, I got something in the oven," and then he just walked away, and there was just dead air. And the guy's like, yeah, I don't want you to, you know, go hungry or anything. Don't want your house to burn down. You better get that out of the... Like, he was just like... What? It was, it was awful. But... <laughs> this is a deep dive podcast, yeah, dude. The guy, the guest that was on on this episode, talked about people being afraid to concede points, individual points, because conversation has become a game of tug of war. And anytime you you give a step, that creates momentum for the other side to just pull. And they will start pulling because it's about winning. It's not about can I concede coming. A, can I concede a point to you without conceding a point to you right now? That's yeah. true, but – and then I fire one back. Yes. So the, I didn't the, concede anything. The yeah, but is – That's is, true, but – Nothing will, will make me want to leave a conversation right. quicker than someone that goes – yeah, but and then and then they just because you can tell like they're they're not engaged in the no, conversation. Not at all. They're playing a game, and I don't want to play a game anymore. I'm done playing the game. You know what's funny? Um, I had a professor in college tell me that it's it's like our evo- like evolution has shown us that humans are better adapted to argue and win arguments than to reason. So like, and I think I think there's some truth to that. So why is being reasonable and dropping your defenses so uncomfortable? 
it because you're anticipating the blow. That's a good way to put it, dropping your defenses. It's like you're in a fight and you put your hands down for a second. Because you you're you're not only playing offense, you're not only throwing punches, you're also trying to deflect punches. And right. anticipate and, what and the second you drop your hands and say, Yeah, you know what, you're right. They're throwing punches. They they're not waiting for you. <laughs> what? They're not saying like, oh yeah, yeah, okay. They're uh, not. There's no discourse. Ivan Drago's coming I'll drop, for you. I'll <laughs> drop faster than Ronda Rousey. Oh, <laughs> can't put those hands up. Dang, I I don't know why that is though. And I feel like I'm at a place in my life now where I'm I'm way more level headed than I was ten years ago for sure. As far as like I have a thing I believe in or I have a thought I think is true. Rem- it's uncomfortable. I remember I used to get so upset when someone would disagree with me. That like, makes your blood boil a like, little bit. You get a little I, hot. I used to take it personally, like that they were saying I was stupid because they disagreed with my viewpoint. Yeah, but like I don't know. As I've as I've gotten older, like I don't feel like that anymore. I feel like it's okay to disagree with somebody and still have a relationship with them. So. Does this all go to humans wanting to feel safe and understand what is going on? Because I think people are most scared and most uncomfortable when there is uncertainty, right? And so with what you're describing, say I believe in something. I believe I believe the sky is red, okay? You and, might. And I might. <laughs> I don't know. I might. We're thing back again. on the colorblind. We're thing. not going to stay though. Okay. We're, All right. We're, moving on. We're not okay. going to get All into right. that. I'm done. We've done enough of that. All right. I believe the sky is red, and you come to me and you go, "Hey, Ben, I got to let you know, the sky is actually blue. It's not red." Okay. I really believe the sky is red. So for me to go, wait, maybe Todd knows something I don't. It uh, it literally changes my world, right? It takes away this thing that I am comfortable with knowing, and I've been telling myself for the last 26 years that this guy's red, and now you're going to tell me it's blue? What else do I not know? What else have I been telling myself is factual but is completely wrong? And I think that's the heart of where people don't want to have conversations because the second they start conceding that someone else, someone that thinks totally different than them, knows something that they don't, then what in the world are they doing here? Yeah, religion is that people don't want to leave religions or accept religions because that essentially is saying that they didn't understand previously that they didn't get it right before they were even <laughs> able to make decisions. <laughs> right? <laughs> that, that, that the place in front of the globe that they were planted <laughs> was incorrect. It was wrong. Full circle. It's wrong, and they feel like it's wrong. It that's not, and that's not what I'm saying. That's not my point. Is that that. You can't learn new things and become. And it's have a it's better more like if I'm wrong about this, what else am I wrong about? Which is what I just said, right? <laughs> yeah. I think about that all the time, and that's when like something like blows my mind. Like, and in some ways, colorblindness was kind. Of, sorry, <laughs> it was oh. a similar experience because I learned like, oh, I don't see things the way everyone else is seeing them. You know, that was a change for me. So I, that's where I would think why people don't want to have true communication like they truly don't want to let their guard down yeah that could be i i honestly think it's just like in laziness i i just think that <laughs> that that you have to find someone you have to find people 
who are like-minded and are in the same place that you are in order to put your guard down and just have that discussion mm-hmm. because you it, it you don't know what that other person's intent is in the conversation. Yeah. You know, like what you know, what did you come here for? If we want to go back to fighting like if this were the UFC and it was just like, all right, two guys are going to show up and you guys are going to fight and you didn't know like, all right, well like like is the guy bringing a lead pipe like is he just bringing his hands is he bringing a gun like what am i what you know what am i what is that person here for you just better hope john wick isn't coming that's all i'm gonna say i wouldn't know i haven't seen it oh you did. i haven't seen it let's go tomorrow i haven't seen the first one doesn't matter it doesn't matter (laughs) okay it's good but it doesn't matter okay anyway sorry um yeah you don't know what's coming you just yeah like you don't know what that other person is there to do and you really have to like sit down with someone and go like okay so this person isn't isn't here for blood like they're just here to to you know work something out yeah and and you know there's there's not going to be any kind of piling on Mm -hmm. i remember one time uh, a guy i knew he would put on these bonfires and they were big events like I don't even know how many people would show up, like 30, 40, 50 people would show up to these big bonfires. And they were all, like, it was always like, like one in the spring, one in the summer, one in the fall. Okay. And uh, it was usually like the beginning of spring, the end of fall, and then just somewhere. In the middle of the summer. Yes, yeah, somewhere in the summer. This guy's got his own weird schedule. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's doing it to the moon rotation. He's a pagan. Um, <laughs> You didn't I had know no you idea. Were I, did, I had no idea I was taking part in He's sacrifices. He's shit. <laughs> there was kids in that pile of wood you burned, dude. So, uh, yeah, I don't know why you asked me to bring my nephew, man. I just, I don't, I don't know what's going on here. Where do I put the kids again? <laughs> the kid pile, right over there. Um, but somehow the, uh, there was things got political. There was a conversation that got political, and I I started to look around me and realized, ah, shit, I am completely outnumbered. I was gonna say, I'm guessing where you were, and like you probably were outnumbered. There's there's a number of people here. Like I'm I'm the only one. This wow. is it. And there are, like I said, like thirty to fifty people here, and I'm I'm not kidding you. They formed a line to talk to me. There were people standing. There was like three or four people deep that were they were they were just standing there like walking up to me. People I I didn't even know their names. Take some shots. Just to take their shots because like <laughs> word was starting to pass. Finally I was like I'm out of here. Like I'm going to go. I'm bailing. I'm done. And uh What was your what was your like were you just like just taking it all? Were you responding? I'm guessing you just Well, at and... first the first person I was talking to I knew a little bit and okay. so there was some response. And then eventually I was just like I think I think one of the, the there was a girl that walked up to me and I was like I don't I don't I don't know your name. I've never seen you before. I'm not having this discussion with you. And uh yeah, we just ended up bouncing me and my friend, we just ended up leaving. And then he took some shots at you when you were in the car. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's like I need to get you. He alone. was more put off by the situation than I was. He's one of those people that like once things get yeah. political, he just shuts down. Well, when you get mobbed like that, there's no 
better way to get rid of like to destroy engagement, like to have a conversation. Yeah. Like in any. Oh yeah. That's in. A lot of times we see when people argue that they don't even attack the person's ideas. They go for they try to attack the person, person. specifically, which is kind of a dirty tactic because it has nothing to do with what that person is saying. Right. I was in an economics class. Like, well, you're a fat piece of shit. So what do you know? <laughs> what the hell do you know? <laughs> you don't even exercise. You're gonna die at forty five. Uh, you telling me? Yeah. It's like things change quickly in those kind of. Even moments. though that dude's probably right, the Earth's round, but. <laughs> See if Tubby rolls off. I was in an economics class, and I rose my hand, and I was talking about uh, poverty. And it was more along the lines of how wealth – whether it's more important to keep the economic pie growing or if it's more important to reduce the discrepancy between the most rich and the most poor, right? And so – So you're talking like wealth wealth redistribution is it – like, like, are we talking about the difference between like, like a socialist society and like trickle down economics? I'll, I'll explain it. In, so, you look at a comp- a country in like Europe, right? Right. We'll say the discrepancy between the most rich and the most poor is like fifty percent. Okay. Right. So most people are are in a similar bracket, right? Right. But those countries aren't growing economically. They're not producing more each year. Their pie's not growing compared to a country maybe say in the United States. And you could say the United States has a 97% discrepancy between the most rich and the most poor. But our pie is getting so much bigger each year because of the economic mechanisms that we believe in. Okay? We're on the same page? Gotcha. Okay? So my question was – and I asked this as a question in class. I said, okay, so it's it's really kind of confusing to understand what the best way to go about solving – some of these wealth distribution problems, right? Can I can I ask a quick question? Sure, go ahead. Were you in Chicago? I was. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> this is in a in school in, in Chicago. Okay. Um. So it, we always like to kind of get into like how you know people are so much richer than the most poor, right? People have we have billionaires in America, and we have other people that barely make twenty thousand dollars a year or less, right? And so we're so worried about bridging that gap, but with these concepts. You know, because of the things that have happened in America, a hundred years ago, people may or may not have had shelter. And now today, that bottom 10%, in most cases, is going to have shelter. They're going to have running water. They're going to have a TV, most likely. They're going to have things that they never would have ever dreamed of having access to a hundred years ago. And so at what point do we know, like, is an acceptable level of poverty? Right. I was saying this open, you know, like when do we know we've reached a point where everyone at least has the necessities? Right. Right. Okay. That was my question. Right. Girl Rose. What's the bare minimum? Exactly. At what point are we saying that a poor person is someone that has a three bedroom house? They're good enough. You know, they're okay. Yeah. That was my point. Okay. You know, yep. Girl Rose her hand and she goes, well, you know. I think it's okay that we have these kind of discussions, but I am just sick and I am tired of people not respecting the poor in this country. They don't think about the people at the bottom. All they think about is how rich we can get, how great we can be. I am sick of this rhetoric where people can only think about themselves and they do not think about the poor. She was taking some shots at me. So so what this is, this is 
this goes back to that that uh, that board with the nails in it. She heard your this one. She, she found out what one right. nail was, and she went, "Okay, so he." I'm looking at him right now. I'm seeing a white male. Yep. Um, so I'm gonna, he's wearing a baseball hat, so he's probably straight. <laughs> so, uh, and then she just went ding, 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 and she just drew uh, these little. You know, she 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 connected the dots to get you to this question, which is fairly I don't give a innocuous shit about poor people. It's just a question. <laughs> it was an honest question. I really yeah. was curious. Yeah. And to my teacher's defense, she brought it in. And she goes, "Well, let's remember, there's always going to be a bottom ten percent," and that was. A, really a revelation and kind of the point I was trying to make. There always is going to be a bottom and there's always going to be a top. At what point are we going to know when we're good? That you know? extremely liberal point of view <laughs> is never going to be coddled in an economics class. <laughs> she she was in the wrong class to, to have that little diatribe. And to this person's defense, in case she's listening, she is an honest person that I know is looking out for people. Like, she has good intentions. Right. Like, I know this was something, like, sincere she was thinking about. And I talked to her about it after. I was like, you know I don't actually hate poor people, right? And that was not even what I was saying. She said, oh, you know, I know. Would she be listening to this? I told her. She could. She knows it exists. She could, yeah. She knows it exists. So, if she hears it. Um, So, we're good, you know. But but it was – it's in those moments. It's like we're all that person on both sides of the coin at some point in our daily lives, you know, where we say something – that someone misconstrues entirely, that gets propagated out into this is what you must think then, right? Right. Which is what you accurately described. Which is like, yeah, that's the other interesting thing is like it's not even all right. I'm looking at this guy, and I'm I'm kind of drawing a couple of really quick conclusions, and then he said this thing, and I'm going to connect the dots to here, but then they go beyond that here. You know, mm-hmm. beyond the the point that they, you know, were drawing to, and then they just start to go off in like, like they'll go off in in any direction for an endless amount of time and draw other conclusions of things that don't even connect to that. Like, which is why we need to get rid of stereotypes. Again, right? like I'm I'm not going with this this particular young lady right, who right. might be listening, <laughs> <clears throat> but. Someone who hears that kind of question might also draw conclusions of how you feel about um, police-involved shootings mm-hmm. or how you feel about uh, the legalization of marijuana or, or um, you know, systemic racism or any, any, any topic, any, yeah. anything. Yeah. Those, that, this one question for a person who has lived – 26 years of experiences and has interacted with people, like you said, who have had varying years of experiences that go on and on and on. Like just this one question is all that you need to know (laughs) everything that you need to know about that person. Was it really that poorly of a worded question though? Do you think that would set someone off? Did I set myself up for that? I think, I think that, you set yourself up, but it was not a poorly worded question. Okay. I, I'm not, I'm always a little bit shocked. Like, like there, there are, there are people on both sides and I'll just give you maybe one example of a person on each side. You've got like 
like the uh, Lena Dunham of the liberal variety, and you've got the uh, we'll we'll go with uh, Milo Yiannopoulos. Okay. On the conservative <laughs> side. Okay. Right. Both of these individuals, like, they're not dumb people, and they know. They have a good idea about the direction that their actions mm-hmm. are going to take things. Definitely. So I'm always a little bit annoyed when somebody acts like surprised at backlash mm-hmm. for the things that they say. So Milo could say something about, he was on the Joe Rogan podcast and said something about like, being disgusted at when he goes to the gym and he has to look at fat people. Like it just like, he shouldn't have to look at something so ugly while he's at the gym. And Joe, Joe was like, well, they're at the gym. Like they're trying. And he's like, no, I shouldn't have to look. He knows what he's doing. Right. He's doing it intentionally. And if he were to get like backlash for that, his response would be like, well, what me? why are you all angry at you shouldn't be angry at me you can't be mad at me lena dunham talks about how she she regrets not having an abortion she knows what that's going to do to the conservative right world that has to hear from her she knows how the conservative media is going to react and she knows how the people who watch the conservative media are going to react to her she knows that don't act like a victim after you get the blowback that you knew was going to happen. Like people will like, you know, you hear about people like celebrities and stuff like that, that put on blackface. Yeah. And, and they act shocked when people <laughs> are offended by it. whether or not you should actually be offended by it is another conversation. Whether or not you should be offended by someone else putting on makeup is another conversation. And maybe one that I, I don't feel like I could, fully engage in because I am a white guy. So yeah. I don't, I don't have the perspective of of things, but if I were to put makeup on to make myself look like a different race, I would be smart enough and people should be smart enough to know what's going to happen when that hits the fan. Right? Yeah, yeah like well, yeah. like you can't play dumb you gotta know you gotta know that's gonna happen so while i you you probably were aware that that question could have been taken definitely i don't think that that question was unwarranted okay that question didn't need to like be ignored you know it's 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 what it was a valid question but you you just have to be aware that there are people that are going to immediately because of that, like that, that thing about like, <clears throat> I don't know what the, I'm just going to butcher this. So I, I, I heard somewhere from someone much smarter than I am who <laughs> had creditation that like our brains are only allotted just a certain amount of information, right? Like there's only so much that we can hold on to. And um, 
So because of that, that's where general like we we need to generalize and we need to yeah to streamline things yes because if we were trying to individually analyze every situation it would we we we, we couldn't do it we'd be completely hindered and yes. we wouldn't be able to do anything in a relative time at all. so so <laughs> wait what was that I need to think about yeah, we have to create shortcuts there right. there there are and and I hate this word but I'm going to use it anyway there are trigger words yeah there are words that people will hear. And that is the equivalent of like rape. Okay, <laughs> that's the first thing Taylor hears in his head. Okay, <laughs> what does that trigger for you, Taylor? Are you happy right now or are you upset? Where are you at right now, emotionally? No, you're not. You you were never more comfortable than okay. with this topic. Well, I, I will go say, not, yeah, go Taylor. I I think it's I think you were playing devil's advocate in your class. I truly wasn't, and I and I say this sincerely. I was thinking about this because I, I listened to another podcast. I think it was Freakonomics where they talked about is a basic world global wage a feasible idea where everyone in the on the earth will get uh, – it's like $5 a day or something. And they're saying is that a feasible amount? And I was trying to think about what that meant. And so I was trying to think about at what point do we know that – because there's always going to be people that don't have and there's going to be people that have. Right, as far as I can tell, you know, unless we can all come together and truly communicate and share everything, no way, like Tyler would love to do, no way. Um, it, it's there's always going to be that discrepancy. So, at what point do we know we've we've got to a point where everything is least manageable, where poverty is at least in check? What it, what does that look like? And that was more of the heart of my discussion of like how how you would go about analyzing that. So, but my point was is that. I wasn't saying it was a bad thing that you were playing devil's advocate. I'm saying it's important to to learn is to have someone who criticizes the assumed idea, like the yeah. And I didn't know what the assumed idea was. Well, obviously, it wasn't what you thought. Yeah, it, it triggered that one girl, right? Who are you? But maybe she learned something and gained a little bit different perspective for, by having that conversation. She definitely did in that but, scenario. All right, so. so and not that she needs to be defended and not that there's any kind of an attack on her, but in defense of, of that kind of um, her trigger reaction, that making assumptions that, and I'm kind of going against my own like desire here. Sure. But in, in defense of the, the idea of like connecting dots without having all the information mm -hmm. or the instructions, like, we kind of have to do that because we have to generalize. So there are certain words when you hear someone say certain words, you have like you you're going to assume certain right. things, right? Yeah, I don't I don't blame her. If they said this, then they probably believe this. Exactly. Uh-huh. Right. So and I, I I think that the problem is that with communication, like It's it's that it's the it's the it's the bipartisanship, but it's also the fact that like, like it's become a sporting event. Mm -hmm. It's become the, like, the realm of debate. It, well, or yeah, I guess so. I guess so. The discussion discussion of ideas. Yeah, like, but but I guess maybe specifically politically, you have team colors, you have team mascots, mm -hmm. you have team captains you have like there's like 
and so we we approach this thing like like let's say you and I were to sit down and talk and talk about baseball, right? Right. And, Yawn. Go ahead. Oh gosh, <laughs> you're the worst. <laughs> you guys both like basketball, and we'll both be rooting for the Clippers to beat the Jazz in a few months or in a, right. in a month. So, right. so, uh, um, common ground. If if, but we're gonna talk we're about gonna baseball. Talk baseball. Let's talk baseball. You and I are talking baseball, right? And let's just say we're talking about like the nuts and bolts of of baseball. Sure. And we're talking about like, oh, uh, you know, how do you feel about defensive shifts? Uh-huh. How do you feel about uh, DHs versus DHs? Yeah. DHs yeah. yeah. How do you feel about um, intentional walks? How mm-hmm. do you feel about like we can talk about all these things and it can be very civil, but the second I go, uh, yeah, so. Derek Jeter, all of a sudden you go, oh, wait, no, no, hold on. He's, he's, he's ascribed to a team now. Now let's just say that you're a Red Sox you, fan. You flip that hat around and I see the Yankees symbol. I'm right. like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. But just for argument's sake, let's right. say that you're a Red Sox fan. Okay. The second that you mention Manny Ramirez, yeah, all of a sudden – all of a sudden, we're not talking about baseball. We're talking about Yankees, Red Sox. So we could sit down and we could talk political nuts and bolts. We'll break down what does that mean, Yankees, Red Sox. At its heart, what is that? It's a rivalry. It's... That's a rival. That's one group of people that despises yes. another group of people yes. because of a symbol on a hat. Yes. That's it. Right. That's the only common ground. Right. Okay. So – you and I could sit down and we could sit and, and, and we could talk about wealth redistribution mm-hmm. and we could just talk about maybe the pros and cons. We could talk about, you know, um, the wage uh, gap disparity. We could talk about trickle down economics, whether or not mm-hmm. that's a real, you know, a yeah. functioning thing. We could talk about capitalism versus socialism versus, you know, uh, uh, social democracy versus whatever. You know, we could talk about all these things and it could be just fine. But the second you say a politician's name I'll and su- you... Would... I'll support your argument right now. Okay. The second someone says Trump in a class, 80% of the class rolls their eyes. Right. And everything that's said after that is thrown out. Right. And I don't necessarily blame them but I think it, it it is stifling this kind of event you're talking about, right? We're unable to listen when certain triggers yes. come into play, right? Yeah, well, I mean, everything gets cut off at that point. Right, it's over. So the second, you know, like we could sit here and we could talk about healthcare, And oh, we, could, we could go back and forth and, and share ideas. But the second someone says Obamacare, all of a sudden, like, you step into the you know, you step into the arena. It's uh, it's yeah. it's game time. Sure. It's time to pick your team and to fight for your team. And and yeah, I for me that is that is the problem. All right, and that concludes part 1 of Off the Rails Volume 3. Thanks for listening. Hopefully you found this entertaining a little bit and stay tuned for next week where we release part 2. Uh, this is a, a really important podcast and you need to share this with all your friends and we'd really appreciate it well uh, that's it for us this week 
See you next Tuesday. Peace.